Well, hello and welcome everyone to Thoroughbred Weekly this morning, coming to you from the studios of French's Forest and here on the south coast of New South Wales at Maruya. Well, while Ed Sheeran and Harry Styles have been entertaining <laughs> crowds, we had our own international act there at Randwick yesterday. Zach Purton flew in from Hong Kong. We get to watch him week in and week out ride winners and break records and that those memorable clashes with Joe Marrera over the years. And we don't get to see him enough in Australia. But yesterday he was on show. Two Group 1s. They ran at Randwick yesterday. He won the both of them. And they were for Friedmans. Anthony and Sam Friedman, the first with Artorius, the second Michael Friedman with Communist. It was like rolling back the clock when the FBI were dominating racing here in Australia. And the Golden Slipper. Let's talk about the Golden Slipper with the two winners yesterday. Uh, Godolphin, they're on track. And so's Annabelle Neesham. Ronnie Duffersey and Corey Brown were with me yesterday at Royal Randwick. Yeah, a great day. Uh, what, how, what would you give to live in Zach's world, to be the man and have all the people around you and telling them what to do and <laughs> picking your rides, when you want to ride, where you want to ride around the world. <laughs> I'd like half his bank balance, <laughs> I know that. And what, what a race that has been for the Friedman family, really. Um, it would, was Richard and Michael last year with Forbidden Love. This year it's obviously Sam and Anthony. And I remember back in the night, might have been the early 90s, that uh, uh, poor old Lee got beat on protest with Scalacci. So it's been a, a, a bit of a race for the, the Friedman family. Just they're not sharing the money now, that's <laughs> all. <laughs> what about Zach, um, uh, Corey? You've ridden against him. You rode in Hong Kong against him. Uh, do, we, do we go on too much about him, or is he just quite simply one of the world's best? No, I think... You've got to give credit where credit's due. He's done a great job. Like, he, you know, he started out on the Northern Rivers. He's had a bit of a hiccup, you know, well, little hiccups, as kids do on the way through. And then he, he really put his head down and knuckled down and, you know, worked hard. And he, he deserves all the accolades he gets. He, he rides well. He puts him in all the right spots. Um, he's hard to ride against. Ronnie and I were talking off air earlier, and he's probably biggest assets, his, um, his mind, the mind games that he plays with everyone. Um, he gets a lot of jockeys beat before they get out onto the track. He can get into their minds that much. Um, but yeah, no, I think you've got to give credit where credit's due and he just, he's a great rider. Let's have a look at the Canterbury Stakes now. Artorius uh, hadn't won a race in a couple of years. That was the Blue Diamond, but he'd been so close and he'd been around the world. Back in Sydney, set up for a beauty yesterday. And here's Artorius when we pick them up in the Canterbury Stakes. Well, the reason that he has, has a poor winning strike rate is because of his racing style. Mm. And so I think this was a fan, an unbelievable training performance from day one. So you go back, you look what, what they're thinking. They've, they've, they've targeted this race. They, he's a horse that's flopped out the back and lost interest in his races. Mm. Uh, 
They let him win a trial. All of, all made the, him win a trial. Yes, that's how, they made him win a jump out. Yeah. And I think sometimes people say, oh, they're, they're, you know, that's not going to, you know, you, you give the horse confidence. Some people say there's no such thing of giving a horse confidence. I reckon the Friedman brothers, obviously, the horse, sorry, father and son, they know this horse so well. Because Zach wouldn't have known him other than just watching replays. But they've obviously told Zach, keep him awake. You know, behind the gates. Just they, here. Look, he's still yeah. shove, shove, shove. Well, not lose, letting him use, uh, lose interest. Well, they said he got back beyond the barriers and he actually nearly went through the back fence. He had him going that hard back through the, the barriers. He obviously just needs to be woken up, the horse. He's obviously a colt. Relaxes off if you just leave him be. So, yeah, Zach worked him out really, really well. Give him an absolute A1 ride. Um, he, he launched through once he got clear running there at about the 100. How did he get her? Uh, you know, we're talking about one of the best mares in, in, in Australia. In Australasia, and he just he, he, he just monsters the late. He, yeah. uh, he's a very good colt, this. Down two to her one, really, through the line. Yeah. Uh, you can't speak highly enough of the horse and the ride to keep him and the training performance. Uh, look, she had a chance, you must say, in Peritriz. She was there to, to sprint away. Uh, just back a little in distance. Um, Electric Girl did her thing. She's just missed consistency, ready to pounce oh, every time. It's actually a really good ride from young Zach Lloyd. You know, group one level, and he, he's rating a horse like that out in front, which didn't lead last time out, but he, he was happy to take the lead up. Yeah, it was a, it's actually a really good rated ride. Yeah, Golden Mile, he went okay. He just lost that bit of zip about him that he had early yeah. on, but uh, 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 James will work him out later on, but he, he, he went okay. Uh, Ronnie came up with the line of the day again uh, yesterday for probably about the hundredth time. Uh, the the big entire Artori is chasing down the mare. He smelled her perfume and he got out after her. Uh, let's uh, hear from let's hear from Anthony Friedman, Zach Purton, and the beaten jockeys. Changed a few things, you know, went from the blinkers back to a visor, and I think that was definitely part of it. And we've also learnt now you've just got to do that with him pre-race. You've got to get him active and you've got to keep him awake because he sort of falls asleep in the stalls. <laughs> and Zach did that really well today. And um, he was just that two or three lengths closer than he usually is. And that was the difference. Could you feel him warming up to, to something like that today? Look, the track worried me a bit. Um, you know, the earlier races have been pretty much dominated on pace. But a good horse... You know, he's obviously had to run some pretty good sectionals to win, but he's capable of doing that. Yeah, it felt good. I just had to wait a little bit for the right opportunity, and Nash held up behind um, James, and I was hoping to get going a little bit earlier, but when he came out, it allowed me to go inside him and get on the back of the favourite. And The last 150 he launched, you know, he was... He, he just jumped out of the ground. That's what I wanted. James McDonald and Peritras. She was gallant. She tried really hard. Zach Lloyd, electric girl. Yeah, very happy with that effort. Um, she's done very well and was very gallant at defeat. Um, to only go down a length in that race was a great effort. Nasharilla, Golden Mile. Yeah, look, he, he produced like the winner. Um, you know, look, probably thought all along the run had really improved him. And yeah, I've just tried to track up the favourite as long as I could. And um, you know, to be fair, he's probably just knocked up a little bit the last hundred. Brenton Avdala, Cascadian. Yeah, he was really good. Um, gave me a lovely ride, did everything right. Wasn't blessed with a tonne of room from the top of the straight, but he kept working the line, so I think he's in for good prep. Chad Schofield, Kerwin's Lane. Yeah, I thought he went terrific, terrific first up against those horses. Um, when he drops to handicap conditions, I think he's going to be, he's going to have a very good prep. Tim Clark, Converge. Yeah, he went well. Craig Williams, Argentia. Yeah, she had a little bit up against her from the barrier draw in this class of race, but um, we ended up following the eventual winner, and 
uh, they were just a little bit sharper, but I thought uh, for the right race at top group level for, for Mayers, I think she'll acquit herself well. Sam Clippard and Old Flame. Yeah, disappointing first up effort. Okay, and also let's hear from Karen Fentanellis uh, representing Tiaka with Imperatriz. It, it was a superb ride by James McDonald, obviously. Um, James is a jockey we know very well. He used to be our stable rider. Um, but look, she lost no fans today. It was an exceptional effort. She only came over earlier in the week. We're very proud of her. What are the options now in Sydney and maybe in Melbourne as well? Well, lots of options. I mean, I know you'd expect us to say this, but we do want to see how she pulls up through the race. It's her first big trip overseas, her big OE for a Kiwi girl. Um, but she did settle in well. She seems to have taken everything in her stride. We'll monitor overnight and see what she is, you know, how she is in the morning. Um, but at the end of the day, um, David Allen Smart Walker uh, will make that decision. Hunter Durant's here looking after her. But we couldn't be more happy with her. Look, to come over here and win a group one on your soil is very, very difficult. Um, she was a brave runner-up uh, right until basically the, the last stride. So, yeah, from us, we're very satisfied. Well, there's the George Ryder market, uh, March 18. Uh, that's got a bit of shape to take what, what's go coming and going there, but Imperatriz is still right at the top of the market. Artorias, does he go there or does he stay to the, you know, maybe keep fresh for TJ? I don't know. There's, there's, there's lots of options for these horses. Aft Cabin, I would suggest he will be a sprinter after yesterday. Um, I would give him one more chance. I, he just got... Over the mile? Yeah, he just got dragged back. He, he wanted a position closer. I know, I, I, I do agree with what you're saying, but I don't know, I've just got to give him one more chance over the mile. And who knows what this I wish I win's going to do after the new market. He is, uh, all eyes are on him. He's a beauty. And I think the backup plan now for Ossie Penko is to head to that George Ryder after being scratched yesterday from the Ramwick Guineas, which is where we go now. And it was another Freeman, Michael's turn this time. Uh, same jockey, Zach Purton, communist. Yeah, well, he was uh, ridden a little bit different, taking a sit yesterday. And he, he look, he's a, he's a funny horse because in his, this is only his second racing preparation. In his first rep pre preparation, he had seven or eight runs and he got better and better and better. So I don't know where he fits in and how far he can go, but he did. He, he was quite dominant. Well, I didn't think much of the horse, but it wasn't until the start of his preparation I asked. Jason Collett, why, why is he riding the horse? Or why wasn't he on a couple other horses? And he said, no, I've committed to this horse. And I thought, oh, that's a bit of a, a signal to say that he's going well. But it was a good ride and he just dominated that race. Yeah, well, he just put into a, a lovely position, just didn't, uh, you know, just ready to pounce. And that's exactly what he did. I, I think he's a very underrated horse, Elinderman, lovely horse. And I love the way he rallied even when he was beaten there. And he, you know, he, I, most people thought he'd find the lead on his own, but he, he didn't once the other horse went out hard. So I think there's a lot of merit in that, sitting outside the lead and still, you know, fighting, fighting, fighting. And uh, look, I, I'm different to you. I'm, I'm convinced that they're two very good horses, Zoo Tiger and Aft Cabin. Uh, but they, I just feel that they are better fresh and sprinting because he's explosive after cabin, I know that. And Zoo Tiger just didn't run out the mile having the run of the race. But with after cabin, I thought, now you've got to pounce into second spot here. Yeah. He, he just whacked. He just, for, for mine, it was about 50 after the start, Williamsburg dug up underneath him and yeah. um, J-Mac was forced to come back. And you watch the whole race, all he done was got dragged out of his gate. He never got a chance to actually relax into it and flow along and get it, get into a good rhythm. Um, it's It's... 
You he wasn't certainly beating him, but yeah. I, I want to give him another go. OK, I'll be interested to see what Godolphin do with him. Uh, because, yeah, he, he, and I, I reckon he, although he was beaten five lengths, Manzoyce is going OK for the derby, as far as a derby point of view yeah. is concerned. Because he, he just was way back here, but he worked home really nicely yep. uh, that last hundred metres. But all in all, um, Williamsburg looks pretty well back on track. He's run well again, but just the dominance of the win, you've got to stand up and take notice. Yeah. Okay, well, let's uh, go and hear from Michael Friedman, also Zach Purton, and the Beaton Brigade. But I've had a lot of faith in, in his ability, and his work on Monday at Hawkesbury was, was first class. And I, I think, you know, maybe just having Zach here, a set of fresh eyes on him, and not too many sort of preconceived ideas. Um, we just said, look, just ride him how you feel. You know, he's travelling, and he is a better chaser. Um, I've always felt that there's this sort of run in this horse. I really have. Um, so it's a big thrill. And you go on now? Do you step up in distance? Uh, look, I, I think you'd have a think about it. Um, you know, there's probably a lot of options to have a look at. I mean, he could be a lightweight Doncaster horse. Um, his record at the mile here at Randwick's, you know, second to none. I mean, he ran a, a narrow placing in the Dulcify and a narrow placing behind uh, Golden Mile in the in the, the big race um, in the spring, um, and this is his third run at the mile. So he's, um, he, I think he's got a pretty big future. Yeah, now we've just got into a lovely spot in the race. He's always been run to, to suit my horse's rhythm. He travelled into it with a lot of confidence. And when I asked him, he thought about it. He put his head up and didn't quite want to go on with it. But once I gave him a tickle, he went. He's a real chase horse. Last time out, there was just way too much press with Jace. They really attacked him and didn't give him that easy lead that he wanted. But today, he just chased and chased and chased. Yeah, well, that was um, instruction, you know, just to ride him a bit more conservatively. And we were able to do it from that gate with the way the race was run. But um, it's good to get the result. I'm happy for everyone. Karen McAvoy, Linderman. That was a fantastic run, yeah. He um, got into a nice rhythm and gave a good kick, so he's only going to get better. Renton of Dola Zutanga. Yeah, he ran really well, Shane. He tried his guts out, um, had a lovely run in transit. Just probably finds the 1,600 metres a fraction too far for him. He's a good quality cop. James McDonald, after cabin. He went really well. He just struggles to stay that trip, but he went well. Brian Maloney, Williamsburg. Um, just probably went a bit too slow for him. And um, when they sprinted, just left him a bit flat-footed. But over the last furlong, he really got, hit his straps. So off the Rose Hill Guineas and should be uh, prominent in that. Tom Sherry, Machalate. Yeah, um... Got a good position. Ordered like a little bit more momentum leading into the top of the straight, but he ran okay. Taylor Schiller, colour on a dime. Big jump in class, but I thought he handled himself really well. He's competitive there, and a couple of runs in that grade will really bring him on. Tim Clark, Manzois. Yeah, I thought he warmed up nicely late and through the line, so I think he'll be on track for when the distances get a bit longer. Rachel King, Hollywood Hero. Uh, yeah, good effort stepping up out of maiden grade. Um, no doubt it'll improve whatever he does this prep into next prep. Christian Reith, Promito. Yeah, disappointing again. Probably just hasn't come up this prep. OK, we've got a couple of more races to show you in this three-year-old division before we get to the markets for the Rose Hill Guineas and the Australian uh, Derby. Uh, they couldn't win the Group 1 yesterday with Imperatrice, but the Kiwis got something yesterday with the Australian Guineas. Ken and Bev Kelso, Legato, got the money down south. Oh, this is a good filly. This is a really good filly. Should be unbeaten, mind you. Uh, so the, we haven't found a ceiling with her. She was tight for room there, and when she did get room, she exploded. And another group, one for this young man, Michael D. He rode three winners there yesterday. So he's, he's in flying form, there's no doubt about that. Attrition is a real talent in his own right, and he's 
had a few little excuses along the way. I think Jackano was a, a complete forgive there. He he dragged back, yeah. he over raced, he did plenty wrong, and uh, and he was I think he was set an impossible task to tell you the truth. Mm. Okay, over to New Zealand now, and it was sharp and smart. Now, we uh, know this horse very well. We saw him in Queensland, saw something special up there, very raw, but a lot of promise. And we saw him win a Group 1 in Sydney. We saw him run well in the Victoria Derby. He's gone home and he's cleaned up, Ronnie. Yeah, well, he's so tough. Uh, Kenny, you know, he's had a few tough runs. They yeah. ride him up on the speed and, and, and hammer him away there, and he just outstays them. Yeah. And that's exactly what he, he does again here. So... He's up and going early, and he has to hold it right through to the Sydney Derby. Geez, what's that running fourth there? I'd like to get his name. He might be a Sydney Derby horse as well. But um, sharp and smart, he, there he is. He's the favourite for the Rose Hill Guineas, and I'd suggest he's going to be uh, favourite for the Derby. Pericles was good second up. I think Machelade will be better ridden quieter coming into these longer races, and, and the, the list goes on with these. Uh, it's going to be a very competitive Rose Hill Guineas leading into this derby, uh, which will change again with the, at the mile and a half. But uh, exciting times ahead. Okay, so it uh, it seems as though yes, he'll, uh, he, he'll. I think Roggie's mentioned the Derby and even the Queen Elizabeth. He hasn't mentioned the Rose Hill Guineas uh, just yet. I don't believe we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have a look at the Challenge Stakes. The sprinters in action. Great finish, closest finish uh, of the day. You don't get much closer uh, without being a dead heat. And also the two-year-olds still to come here on Thoroughbred Weekly. We're live from Maruya. The New Haven Park Country Championships are on today. Another heat for the South East Racing Association. A couple of winners have come out of this heat. Noble Boy and Art Cadeau. Can it happen again this year? More on that later. Let's go to the challenge stakes. Passive aggressive for Graham Begg, who came home and grabbed a big sprint feature. Those colours, the Pinecliff colours, have had a great six months in Sydney. They won the Everest with Giga Kick, and now they've got another good one. This mare, passive aggressive. Yeah, their winning might not have stopped yet. I can tell you that. Um, it was a brave decision to bring a, a mare like her to this race first up for a start. Yep. And they got a very big dividend. She's a very good mare. Look at her record. Uh, she's only been beaten once and she takes on this level being inexperienced um, first up and just gets up in the nick of time and Eddie did what Eddie does yeah. he if he gets beat he goes down fighting and there is a suggestion and I agree with it that maybe the inside right on the rails wasn't the Touch place off. I saw a lot of horses stop on that rail yeah. right on the rail yeah it's okay three and two and three out but right on the rail I, I, I'm not convinced late in the day, and, and I reckon why that's why sort of Nash had his head down, not just because he got beat a nose. He might have thought... Cause a fraction him, himself. Yeah, yeah. I think he, if he comes out a couple, and it's hard to do on them leaders, mm. you know, that love the fence and yeah. that's their asset. So I'm not blaming him. And I, I thought uh, he went down funny. Let's talk about this horse, Giga Kick. Yeah. Uh, now, have a look at the start here. I didn't realise how bad this was. Now, we're talking a 1,000-metre race where you don't need little things to go wrong. Bang, Pulele cleans him up. Bang, he gets in again. And then he's back out the back. This horse was the run of the day yep. by 100 yards. And I think he... I think he is right back in business. To think this horse on a soft track come home in 32 
33. Mm. You don't, that, that, you <laughs> can't don't do go it. any quicker. No. So I think he's got excuses here and I reckon he's got improvement to come. He's a stronger horse this preparation. And anyone that thought that the Everest might have been a fluke last year. I don't think so. I don't think so. No think way, so. no way. He might be around for a few yeah. more Everest And I tell you, Ronnie, I, I don't remember him that well on Everest Day, but he did get a little bit hot yesterday and he, he just started to get a little bit toey. So now that that edge is off him, um, yeah, I reckon he's... He's a right racehorse, this fella. He's yep. a racehorse. And uh, I I saw a vision of him down the stalls and he's, he's, like, he's, he's like a lamb. So when he gets in, into the, the theatre of the horse, it's game on yep. for him, I'd suggest. But Prize fighter. And he... Yeah, I can't praise that run highly enough, and especially after having a few looks at that start. And you know yourself, you don't you, you don't need anything to go wrong in a thousand little no, race. And look at that photo. Uh, <laughs> uh, you wouldn't think she'd got there, uh, but she just stuck the head out and was too good. So a very interesting race. These sprinters are going to be exciting going forward, and, and what freshens up, yep. what nice three-year-olds freshen up and take these horses on. So it's game on as far as the, the future's mm. concerned for these sprinting races. Uh, here's Graham Begg and Jordan Childs. Very understated mare, like, you know, it's only a six start in a race to go to group two, wait for age, against very accomplished horses. Um, great effort, and, you know, she just loves that bit of bite in the ground, which she got today, and, uh, you know, it was really good, a great ride. We look said to uh, Jordan, just try to get into Eduardo Slipstream and just let him do the work for you and drag you along for as long as you can and don't go for it too early, just hold her up and she's got the bob. Well, what a, what a win. And you're going to stick around? I mean, is there another race up here for her? Oh, there's a couple of races. So, you know, there's obviously the Galaxy, you know, hopefully the TJ Smith maybe in a month's time, you know, so we'll just work it out from here, but uh, we'll look after the horse and get her home and let the dust settle and we'll make a plan. I wasn't too sure. Um, about 100 I was a bit confident and then Eduardo ended up coming back and I'm just glad we held on. She's a really nice horse in the making and she had to take a big step up in class today and it was good to see her get the result. You think you've got anywhere near the ceiling to the top? Uh, I think so. She, um, she's just a nice horse that does everything right, gets itself in a nice rhythm. Um, she's got a very high cruising speed and then she can also find off that. Nashrilla Eduardo? Oh, I thought he was, you know, bringing in defeat really. Um, deserved to be the winner. Craig Williams, Giga Kick? Yeah, look, it's disappointing, but uh, his performance was phenomenal even if no, he ran third. Credit to the first and second home, they're good horses, fast, but um, my chances were dashed um, what happened at the start, but I thought uh, under the circumstances he showed the calibre of horse that he is and what he's going to be. Brenton Abdullah Remark. Yeah, he ran really good. Um, if anything, maybe just found the thousand a fraction short this time at this level, but um, you know, some good horses have beaten him. Zach Purton, the bopper. I thought it was a good run against those horses, did a good job. Taylor Shilakey Logo. Terrific run, I think he just needed a bum to follow on the fence and he was good through the line late. I think he just might need a little bit further as well. Chad Schofield, Sacred Satano. Yeah, he gave me a really nice feel. Um, he's only three, running against some of the best sprinters in the country, and I thought he ran really well. So look out for him when he gets to 12 or even 1400. He's McDonald Polelli. He went okay. He's just not a thousand metres horse, and just up to six would be better. Robbie Dolan, Shelby 66. He's actually come back in really good order. Um, he's actually run well today. He probably just needs a biblical flood to run as best he can. 
Yep, and there's the market, uh, passive-aggressive, uh, well, favourite. Graham, Graham Begg did have a good day yesterday, won the blamey first up with uh, that nice horse, uh, Nonconformist, as well. Nostin running trial very well. Remark, um, I'm sure he'll be better at 1,100. Shades of Rose, she's uh, um, got the X factor about her. I think she's going for the Quokka. In, uh, and, on, and this horse, Uncommon James, he is a serious horse. And that's leaving out, you know, one as notches, the three-year-old. That is a hot, hot, hot race. And that's one of the many Group 1s on Golden Slipper Day. Uh, let's hear from Clayton Douglas. He spoke with Greg Pritchard after Giga Kick's run. Yeah, look, very pleasing run. Um, just just got buffered a bit at the start and we got spat out the back, so it was going to be difficult over the 1,000. Um, it's been a bit leaderish here today, but um, we're very pleased with how he ran the race off. And, um, yeah, looking forward to the TJ now. And um, Craig was very glowing of his report, thought he ran the race off nicely. So um, all, all sort of looking good for a month's time. What's the ride been like since the spring? Oh, it's been great. Um, look, he's, he's obviously a... Probably, hopefully not, but he's a once-in-a-lifetime horse, this horse. He's obviously putting my name in lights, and I've just been proud of his efforts today. He's, he's ran super, and, um, you know, to, to really sort of run against the track bias, um, you know, the two, the winner and the second horse are very good horses in their own right, and for us to be taking ground off him, I was very pleased with our horse. And here we go. It sounds like he goes with a fresh and straight into the yeah. uh, TJ, and there he is. They didn't miss his run, his favourite. Um, in secret, she'll freshen up, more her go, a sprint. Um, poor old nature strip, he's not favourite, yeah, how dare they? I was going to say, know what's going on. <laughs> uh, private Eye, sure he, he is, uh, yeah, well, he's been trained like a sprinter this preparation. And do they freshen him, this fella up, uh, aft cabin, and I wish I win well. Well, does he want to run him at 1,200 again? I suppose you'll find out um, after the new market. But... Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a real good open field, that, with no domination at all, other than we know that three-year-old's come up really well, Giga Kick. Well, let's go to the two-year-olds now. These uh, couple of races, very important. 14 of the last 20 slipper winners have run either in the Todman or the Risling, and not necessarily winning, but running on the day. So let's have a look at the first. Only small fields in both of them. Uh, Red Resistance sent out favourite in the Todman, in front of Cylinder. Cylinder sat outside Red Resistance. Yeah, well, you got to be, you got to like him. He's a very good colt. He, he relaxed well outside the lead. He had a big sprint late. Yep. He had a good day out. Yep. It wasn't a high pressure race. And the timing absolutely looks spot on, doesn't it? And I don't the, the think the penny's dropped yet, Ronnie. He's no. still doing just the little one percenters wrong, like wandering around and stuff like that, looking at the other horses. Um, red resistance. Did he go a little bit slow early? I don't know. We can we can all guess that, and he's still learning in his own right. He wanders, wanders, wanders. But mm. then there's the danger of saying, "Oh, you'd love to see a set of blinkers on him." But then there's the danger of him going, going too, too hard. hard yeah, because. Or did he leave it on the track the other morning when he yeah. had the trial? Well, he's hardly run bad here. Mm. And maybe, you know, when you slow these horses up and then you ask them to go, they're, they're all... All up legs. Yeah, so maybe he might be one of these free-flowing horses on slipper day that he'll, he'll, he'll get into a lovely fast rhythm. Yep. And I, I would not give up on... It's not as if he was beaten two or three lengths by the other horse. He was outpointed on the day. Yep. That's all it was. Yep. And there wasn't much in it, but... I must say, um, he's had a lovely day out there, the winner, and the, he's got the old sense of timing about him. And it's perfect, just that first prep. He's had one prep already. Yep. In his second prep, going and into a race. up into a slipper, unbeaten. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, unbeaten in this prep. Yeah. 
Uh, James Cummings, James McDonald and the other couple of jockeys. The second horse, who's a magnificent animal, he was huge again there, and there was uh, nearly three lengths back to the to the third horse. So um, you know those two are going to look like uh, extremely good chances in two weeks. Uh, but Cylinder's going to take the A1 form going into the Golden Slipper with the Silver Slipper and the Todman under his belt. We won this race a couple of years ago with Animo. It's a good horses race, um, and uh, and I was very you know I was very confident with Bivouac uh, one year too, and he just didn't quite have things go his way, but. Uh, this horse is doing everything right. He's improved from his first up run. Uh, what more can you ask? And, uh, and now uh, Mark Guest has just got to lock in that James McDonald next to his name in two weeks. And, uh, and, and uh, James might be able to win a little million dollar bonus on the horse by, exactly. by having won these two lead ups. See if J-Mac wants to lock himself in, Corey. Just to answer Greg's question. I do the, do the lock in it on Mondays. <laughs> No, nah, but talk, to, talk us about it. Like he, he, he looked like he's the real deal, this horse. The penny hasn't dropped yet. No, nah, uh, I feel he's got an improvement to come. He's um, second up. This is a lovely preparation. Yeah, that grounding work done back in the spring sets up beautifully. Just his work seems to be getting stronger and stronger. I went out there Tuesday, he worked well, and I think he'll take another step up, which he'll need to do. He's some good horses in the Sierra Slipper, but I tell you what, he's tractable. He does everything really well, takes everything in his stride, so that's a big tech, big help. Brett Preble, Red Resistance? Yeah, he runs super. Obviously, he had to do donkey work out in front. Uh, I think you mum between runs is probably his undoing. He'll, he'll come on from that. Brenton Abdallah Militras? Yeah, he ran really well. Um, talented cold. He probably lacked a change up speed as the first two, um, but his last 50 was really good through the line, so I think he's nice for 1400. Zach Purton, Empire of Japan? A little bit keen through the first half of the race. When they quickened at the top of the straight, they got me off the bit quickly and then that early bit of work told. Nasher Willow, Cafe Millennium? Yeah, I, look, I thought the horse went really good. Um, very difficult to make ground out wide, but tried to drive the luck and ran out of time to get luck. Uh, he's not a slipper horse, but he, he's definitely going to be very hard to beat in the two longer races. Yeah, it looks certainly a great matchup between those two colts and, you know, nice tactical race with, with the small field. So, um, yeah, just on Red Resistance himself, he... Yeah, a month between runs there and to a strong 1,200 here. Yeah, that sort of just may have been the difference there, there late in the race. But, look, we always sort of knew that coming into the race today. Um, obviously, we're trying to prepare for, for the Golden Slipper and, um, in, in two weeks' time. So I think that's sort of the run he needed to have um, in order to get him to, to that race. So I think, he's, um, yeah, I think he'll improve a lot off that and, and, and have him in good shape. Any runners in the Magic Night and Pago Pago next week? Yeah, in the Pago Pago, uh, potentially see bases loaded. I thought he ran an excellent third here in the in the Skyline Stakes. He's um, yeah, looks to have improved nicely off that. Um, introducing, uh, he was a, an impressive midweek winner. Um, yeah, he's ready to take that next step in, into a grade like that. So um, could see him potentially there or, or, or the Black Opal and uh, in the in the Magic Night. Uh, most likely a filly, Tuki Santuza, who was a, a winner at, at Canterbury, um, you know, Friday. Uh, Friday a week ago, so she's uh, she's improved out of it nicely and deserves a chance at Stakes Company. Now let's go to Learning to Fly in the Risling. Uh, if Learning to Fly was to win the Golden Slipper, uh, she, in the last 20 years, she joined Piero, Vancouver and Sebring as the only other unbeaten Golden Slipper winners. So... 
it's it's a bit of an achievement for a filly if she was to go on and do that. At the moment, Ronnie, she's on track. Yeah, she is. She's hard to knock. Um, the two different race shapes, the, the Colts versus yeah. the Phillies. So they've they've obviously had a rest, and she's had a bit of a toughen up run here, uh, where she 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 did at both ends and showing her traditional good fight. I, I think she was uh, terrific again, and um, some may argue that maybe when you pull all the figures apart, the Colt was better, considering they yeah. they should have went quicker. These fillies that they went out that hard in front. Yeah, I think I think the damage was sort of done when. Chab was determined to lead, you know, like, and then, like, there's a lot of speed injected into the race. Fissile, um, Timmy Clark, he, he sort of, like, got a length, and I thought he, well, in his mind, he was thinking he was just going to be able to cross and Chab was going to box seat, but that wasn't the case. So I think the damage is done with the time through the first furlong and a half, and yeah. then it told late. What a little fighter Fissile is. Mm. She, uh, Fissile is, she's um, just busting to win a race yeah. and maybe her day will come with a freshen up into that you know that million dollar Percy Sykes that could well be a race that race yeah. for Phillies there. Uh, Annabelle Neesham, Chad Schofield and the other two. Relief. <laughs> um, yeah, it was always I was a bit nervous watching that first at 100 metres I thought Fasil was going to cross us which isn't probably the worst place we wanted to be was locked away so just had to keep nudging up and they look, I think they've ran pretty quick time the first half, but yes. um, Chad just said she's very relaxed in front. I don't think it's her, necessarily her preferred place. Um, we even saw a little bit in the wind when she hit the front, she was a bit green like that, but she's added another string to her bow, mm. being able to, and um, look, Facile's a really good filly. I know she hasn't won, but you know she was very good last week. She's rock hard fit, so um, when she was coming to us, I thought we'd have to be brave to, to keep our nose in front, and she did just that. She's tactical. She's very tactical. She's very versatile. She's very professional. Um, and, yeah, it's just so exciting having a filly like this going into a slipper. And in a high-pressure slipper, could you see her maybe settling back and running on like a millennium we saw in her second race start? Yeah, I mean, hopefully not that far back. But no. I, yeah, I, my preference is not... I don't, I don't think she's a natural leader, but the nice thing with her is she's got really good gate speed, um, she's got tactical speed, so I think you'll be able to put her in anywhere you want, but yeah, in an ideal scenario, I suppose a slipper, you're going to get a bigger field and, and more pressure, but good win today in a, in a small tactical field. Small field's always complicated, but I didn't really want to lead just because of the nature of this, this filly, she's very laid back and with nothing to chase down, she, she's quite, um, you know, lazy, but um, if I didn't lead, we were going to be in the box seat, and that's the last place I wanted to be in a small field, so... We kicked up, held the lead, she relaxed well. And she always just had a nose on the on Fasal that she was never gonna win by a big margin, but luckily she did enough to win. Just needs to draw a gate and slip up. Yeah, exactly. Um, we drew eighteen year the other day, today we drew one, so something in the middle will be nice. Tim Clark, Fasal? Yeah, she was incredibly brave again today. She's gonna to make a really nice filly in, in a little bit of time, but she's doing a great job at the moment. Nashra Willis Agarflick. Yeah, she's, she's a nice filly. Um, my, may have just come to the end of it, but you know, she'll, she'll come back to nice. Sam Clifford and Math Kura? Disappointing. She's a better filly than that. Um, nothing, didn't pull up with any clear signs of any issues, so we'll just have to wait and see for that over the next 24 hours. Well, there's the golden slipper market. It always reacts the, the Sunday after the, the horses run, and 
Learning to fly is holding favouritism, obviously with the unbeaten tag, but Cylinder's snapping at the heels now. He hasn't lost too many admirers. Red resistance, everyone wants to have another look at King's Gambit. And the Don, the Don's back in town. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the Blue Diamond winner, uh, Little Bros. And look, uh, Facile, I'd, you'd be a brave man to be betting into the all-in market with her because she's not going to qualify. She's way down in the order of entry. So I'd be careful if you want to back her. Um, wait till she, you know she's going to get up. <laughs> and we look at this filly again next week, Blanc de Blanc. Oh, she was good the other day. Mm, she was. Okay, on the way to the break, Coolmore would love nothing more than to win a Golden Slipper, a race that has eluded the blue colours. Golden Slipper is a very hard race to win. It's probably globally uh, in the targets of Coolmore to be up there in the top three races we'd like to win, uh, if not the number one race we'd like to win. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a race that, you know, is, is synonymous with Australian racing and we've had some pretty special fillies here like Atlantic Jewel, but I'd say this girl is putting her hand up to be probably the best filly we've ever raced in Australia, you know. She can win from behind, she can win up on the speed, she's pretty tough. Yeah, um, Chad probably thought she doesn't love uh, being in front, so we'll have a look at that. Uh, obviously Annabelle will, but I suppose the big thing is she won today and she is a very special filly, but you know, she's bred on the farm and the guys at the farm, you know, from doing the mating to raising it as a foal, selling it as a yearling, uh, where George and Joe Van Opel and, and Ananda Christian bought in. And it's just, it's a whole farm about, story about the farm. And then the, light, the guys broke it, the guys are all here at the races today. So it's probably up there one of the most special days. But um, yeah, the slipper, it's a hard race to win, but listen, we're in with a chance now, so. Let's have a look at the fillies and mares races now. Uh, go right to race number nine. It was the Group 3 aspiration quality and Thalassophile gets up right on the line. Yeah, look, uh, good day um, for her. She was back oh, She was back in uh, up in class and gets a Group 3 win, so that's a uh, job done, I'd suggest, with her. That's uh, I think that's about her level, and she was peaking on the right day and found her right race uh, to be now a valuable mare. There's, there's no uh, second guessing about that. Got the good ride by Craig Williams, who was around the mark all day there yeah, yesterday. He was. Uh, not, I thought very, she, not very often he comes to town and doesn't get a winner. No, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I thought she was going to win when she dived through there, uh, Pink Ivory, so that's a great first up run for her. Cliff's Art was given a beautiful run in transit. I just think that tops her off for next time. She was just a little keen yeah, and close for her, yeah, which is unusual. She was very fresh. Yeah, and I'd say I was a little bit disappointed with Ruth. She's a genuine mare, but she was very one-paced. Um, you would have thought she'd have more spring in a step going to, to the mile there, but um, I'm not knocking her. I'm waiting for this horse out wide. She was well beaten, <laughs> yeah. du sir. Yeah, um, there's a gone. race for her at big odds, although, yeah. And she's probably a little bit better found now. I think she's ch chipping away okay for her. Just love the way that she rolled through the line. It was no, great. 1900, she done her best work yeah. she Just get her in one of those yeah. weak group races where, like, obviously the winner's found there and it could well be her day. Okay, well, it was all about the Zacks there yesterday. Zach Lloyd rode the first winner. Zach Purton rode a Group 1 double, and then they both came together for this incident in the last. We had a protest in the last. Uh, Zach Lloyd on Jump the Broom, causing interference to Zach Purton on Tycoon Evie. Uh, we had 
in the end, a, um, a protest where the second horse, minding its own business, gets the win because of the interference third against second. Uh, third against first. Well, a very important win. It was a default win, really. Yeah, yep. And a big win for a filly, you know, to, to win a group three. Like, uh, it's still going to go in the book. And Jalay was the beneficiary of this. Yeah. Messy, messy, oh. Messy race. I will stick up for Zach Lloyd. He, he, he did have the whip in both hands, obviously, but he, he pulled it through to the right. And I, I, it did shift, and he gave it one too many. But the shift, I think, was... I, I don't know whether she spotted the winning post or what she was getting at, but she it was a... It caught him napping, basically, I think. It yeah. caught him napping. Oh, the more I look at it, you know, it's easy to say, oh, this Zach's been knocking him down for two months and yeah. he's had three or four suspensions. I think on this occasion, I think the stewards handled it pretty well because yep. you could easily say, oh, rub him out for a month, you know, causing that sort of interference. The horse nearly fell. Mm. But I think it's 70% horse. Yep. Uh, this, look, she ducks out on him. He, he, he grabs he it. One stride to Lady grabbed her. Yep. So there is a certain level of carelessness, carelessness there, but yep. it's not as if he kept riding it and boring yeah, out. No, I, I totally think the agree. horse had a lot to do with that. Yep. Um, but, yep, I... I I think the second horse, or the, well, the eventual second horse, Tycoon Evie, were, would have won the race. There's no doubt about it. So that's the one that got away from her and, and obviously Jump the Brooms just cost herself after looking the winner travelling well. So there's lots of ways you can look at that race, um, but we did have a default winner. Um, I thought the favourite disappointed there, Sky Command. I thought she'd do much, yeah, much more than that. She's gone on top of the straight. Yeah, 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 very ordinary. What about this horse, Written Beauty? I'll leave her to you. She's <laughs> another a one. She's a problem child. Yeah, she's. Y you're used to looking after problem children. <laughs> <laughs> not your own. Uh, not your own. Yeah, no, <laughs> All no. All those no. kids around yeah, you. I got rid of my own three, and I've got about 48 more. <laughs> I'll leave Written Beauty to you. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after a break, we'll come back and we'll look at uh, here Sydney Cup contender Sir Luke and for Gay and Adrian. So nobody else, all you got to do now. Well, Sir Lucan, formerly trained by Aidan O'Brien, came to Australia, had one run in very elegant Melbourne Cup, and we hadn't seen him since. Well, we saw him yesterday. Yeah, and obviously he settled in, he's had a few issues, but this is an interesting horse. I'm not saying this was a strong race. They paid a fortune for this horse overseas, you know, a lot, a lot of money. So obviously something happened to him in that Melbourne Cup. He's had well over well, a year and a half off. Yeah. So he's, he's not a pitcher. He's nothing no, to look at. No. He's, As these Europeans can. Yeah, he's a little small thing. He um, got a little bit worked up yesterday. I just loved his trial though, Ronnie. I just saw he, he trialled up super, um, looked great. He looked fresh, you know, like he wasn't that dour, staying sort of type. He, he hit the bridle. Good ride by Nash. We um, we all expected the stable mate. Um, what is it? Sacramento. Sacramento to take up the lead, but it's just too dour, this yeah. horse now, Sacramento. But um, Nash straight up underneath him, controlled the race, and yeah, it was just a, a nice, well rated ride. Yeah, and um, this race here, well. Um, oh, this, this was messy. Yeah, like dashing legend. Like, it's, it, she's gone to another level there. I thought it was a beautiful ride from the back to get the cover that he did, Brenton, but she, she's certainly talented enough, that's for sure. Yeah, I thought it was a great uh, economics. Yeah. Forgive, he was back to his sort of best yesterday. Best behaviour. Yeah. Come from the leapt from the barrier is great. He did have the barrier blanket on, but just travelled four wide. 
heading there with the leaders. Just his race was done by the time he got to the top of the straight. But I thought he was game in defeat. The way he stuck on, I think he ran fourth. Um, Cote. He's another one you can educate and <laughs> another unruly child. <laughs> He's talented. He is very talented. I heard Anthony Cummings' uh, comments before the race saying, because he normally pulls, and he said, I've had um, Willow on the spinach all week. And I said, <laughs> After about 200 metres, I said, Willow's had too much spinach this week. <laughs> He's got uh, look, there was uh, Midnight in Tokyo, didn't get a lot of room there. She could have finished a touch closer. and. They're asking Nash a few questions about another cognac, so that's been uh, adjourned to, 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 for them to sort that out. Uh, and the midway, well, I didn't see this coming. I, I know he ran a much improved race at his previous start, Love Why, but he, he backed it up and, and did an outstanding job here. He's, um, I, I thought he had to stop. Well, he, well, on times, I thought he had to stop, Ronnie, when I was watching the section of times as the race has been run. But the first three, they all they were all working. And, um, yeah, that's when you start to well, not worry about the track, but you just think, oh, God, what's going on with this track? Yeah, I, I thought that too. I thought, geez, nothing's made ground. No. I was getting a little worried. But there was no, the track played good other than I don't know whether right on the fence by about race five or six was any good, but that's only, yep. that's only nitpicking. But um, I think Navajo Peak loomed up to win and just felt that 61 second up. That's all that was. And uh, Carolina Fire is just a brave on pace type of mare, but uh, they, they simply dominated yeah, that they... race. And Lavoie took him a while to find his form again, but he's put two together now. Okay, when we get back to Randwick, it'll be day one of the championships, April 1. Our next three week, uh, weeks are going to be at Rose Hill, so Mike Wood is uh, delighted with the way the track's playing, and he's got three weeks to Verde Drain and do a little reno ahead of the two, well, three big uh, days, two days of the championships, and then all-age stakes day. We'll take a break, come back with the heat of the provincial midway championships, and we'll finish up with Maruya at Maruya. I feel nice. Fearson's coming up to them. Walinga free fall. Where's Spangler? Still a mile off them. Soloist, Cuban Grand Chico. Fearson chiming in. Cross the Rubicon on the far side. They're stretched across the track. Fearson hit the front. It's Fearson in front. Walinga free fall out of the pack. Danetta. Fearson in front. Fearson. Fearson off to Randwick. Great look. Uh... The owners have been fantastic. We had an early setback when I first got him. We got hurt at the trials, and uh, it's been a bit of a long road. But the horse has always ran fantastic, and uh, you know it was great to see him win. And you know it's great for Grant Buckley. He's a local, and um, you know it's a big privilege to have him on to win a race like this. It's a great aspect, you know. And um, you know, Brady was very confident before the race, and you only got to see the horses form around. You know, he's been racing against good quality horses and um, yeah, had him right on the job today. Yeah, had a beautiful run, but I honestly was so surprised with how close she got today because she can be a bit dour and get back and she put herself there and really wanted to race and I just had a beautiful run throughout. So, and like Kate said, she's got a heart as big as father because she just wants to do it. Well, as the country championship starts to wind down with uh, only a few meetings left, the provincial championships are just revving up. So uh, there's the uh, market and also the remaining dates uh, coming up. And they are provincial midway these days. Uh, some for provincial, some of the qualifiers are provincial only, but it's a provincial midway series. Uh, now to today. And uh, Duff, you'll be happy to uh, hear that Testador Silence is being back this morning, $5 into 440. 
Uh, we've got a soft six down here at Maria, which won't hurt his chances. He won the heat last year in the southeast when it was won at Nowra. And he pulled up three out of five lame in the final when he got to Ramwick. But he's here for another go. Meander Boss, Eastern Glow, Arnaker, I've been trying. It's a very, very strong heat. It is, uh, but he's a worthy favourite. Have a look at the race he run in first up. And have a look at the horses around him and how far he was beaten. I think he'll continue to firm. Um, I see the tracks a little was put up soft this mm. morning. The weather looks okay behind you, but I think with luck he's going to be. I know Eastern Glow's a nice horse and Mandaboss is going well, so it's a real contest. And Arnaker can do anything on his day, but if he improves a little bit, tested to a silence, I think he'll be hard to beat. There's Graham White's uh, selections and uh, the final. Well, this tells you how strong today's final is because there's horses out of today's qualifier. They're not even in the final. They're higher than horses that are already going to Ranwick. Uh, and we've got uh, a couple of more weekends. Next week, Canamble and then the wildcard weekend. Either side of Golden Slipper Day, Friday at Goulburn and... Sunday at Scone. They've split the wild card this year for a Southern and Northern qualifier, the last ditch chance to get into the field. Ronnie, the Mogo Pie Shop was closed when I came through. <laughs> um, I'll try and bring you back something I can't promise. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, we'll make sure they say the fish and chips is all right down there or something. I don't know, but uh, you'll enjoy it there today. Yep. Uh, Bernie Connells, he's, he's fishing ship shop at Bateman's Bay's all right. Oh, that's uh, a bug. We might get the that's Blade a bug. You've got a freebie, today, eh? Because got the last time there. they arrived, Testator Silence. <laughs> Testator Silence won the heat when Luke Clark brought the Braidwood Pies. Oh, I forgot about Just that. Just saying. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Just <laughs> thanks for joining us on Thoroughbred Weekly. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.